sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the Big Soccer Show, the best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go, Best Soccer Show, North American Soccer Network is not the name of the network anymore, it's called Backheel. Do you want to start over? <laughs> yeah, there's a reason not to. Alright, fucking shit. That's the first time I've done that you in forever. The, you picked the right time to do it. Good lord, alright, here we go. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. The best soccer show, the best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go, best soccer show, backheel.com. Jason Davis, Jared Dubois, Sunday night, June 14th, 2015. I lost complete track of the date, my friend. Yeah, it's a good thing we're not doing a live video show tonight. I got a hair thing going on right now. I can only describe as maybe a cockatoo. Would that be about I, right? It's a little. It's a little. There seems to be some sort of vertical issue, perhaps. I'm yeah. Not... I, I, well, I went in the pool today. First, uh, first pool weekend of the summer. Uh, yesterday, ah. today. I mean, it's been a joyous uh, two days being able to go Wait. in the pool. But with that comes pool hair. You, you you live in Southern California. You have a pool in your backyard, and it is June fourteenth, and it's only just now pool weekend. I don't understand. Well, I I don't have a heater. So okay. like I, I have a bl- like a solar blanket I put on my pool, so then it's up to the sun, and so because it hasn't been too crazy heat wise, like uh, it's taken a while to get up to up to temperature. Okay, so the water was a and my and my wife insists on like bath water. That oh you mean like really warm? Yeah yeah. But luckily it's not there yet, so the kid and I were comfortable. What's the today, point? But... What's the point of having a pool for the summer if you're just gonna be in warm exactly water? Exactly my point. <laughs> you take a bar of soap in there with I you? I don't understand. Your your wife has some issues with this. Hello besties, we are here on a Sunday as I mentioned, uh, not live unfortunately, but that's okay. You'll listen to it in podcast form. It will be just as much fun. Uh, lots to lots to cover. I guess you know again the problem with doing a once a week show is that no matter when you decide to do the show, Jerry, whether it's Wednesday night or Thursday night or Sunday night, you're going to be you're going to have some some time issues. Things are going to happen. They're going to be like sort of distantly in the past when you get when you by the time you get to a new show, right? Yeah, like the other day when we recorded and the next morning Seth Blatter like uh, resigned. <laughs> well, you were alive though when that happened. I so was. You actually, that worked out well, well for you on the soccer morning. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, but in, in terms of this show, let's pretend that this show is its own universe of things okay this is the best okay. soccer show universe it's populated by the coolest people uh it's just us in the best soccer show universe we haven't even gotten to talk about usa 2 germany 1 in cologne which happened on Ugh. wednesday crazy just Absolutely crazy nuts. and now listen i i said it a while but a couple months ago i i was i was kind of pissed when the schedule came out listen i love that you that Kinsman's trying to um Challenge this team, Netherlands away, Germany uh, away for the U.S. And but for me, it's and probably most other uh, soccer fans, it sucked because that's two games that were in the middle of work days, and it, it's just really hard for those of us that are at work to participate in this. And it's almost impossible to stay away from social media. Yeah. So I didn't get to watch either of those games live and like just bask in the euphoria that the rest of you did. I, I do like that you are now your best soccer shows every man. Like obviously. I'm in a different position, and you have the best to... Best show is exceptional, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Um, you, you obviously have to... Yeah, how do you do that? And, and how do you not get frustrated? And how do you not... Because for me, and I know my, 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 under, my uh, experience is exceptional, not, not like I'm exceptional, but like my experience is different than a lot of people's. I get to experience that in the moment, and then yeah. it's thrilling and exciting. It's a little bit like, okay, that's nothing like a World Cup. But I actually was sitting at my desk, tied to my desk at a terrible job I hated during World Cup 2010. I didn't see Landon Donovan live. I didn't see the goal against Algeria live. So it's sort of like that. Oh, that's brutal. That's just brutal that you didn't get to see that one live. I mean, first of all, you shouldn't have saved. You should have saved your vacation days and used them better. I can't remember why I didn't have that day off or why I didn't take it off. It just it didn't work out for me. 
Maybe I thought we were going out. Maybe I thought that that was going to be it. I, I had little, I had very little faith in in that team. Apparently, I don't know. Speaking of faith, does this, and we'll we'll get down to breaking down USA Germany a little bit more here in a minute. But considering that the the win over the Netherlands, which we talked about extensively last week, and this mm-hmm. and this win, which I won't again, I won't say nobody saw it coming because it's a friendly, and I don't think that kind of expectation should be applied to it. But certainly, we didn't expect them to win. Those two things together, does it give you this gigantic boost of faith in Eric Klinsman? Um, I don't know if it's a gigantic boost, but I would say that it's definitely a positive. It's a huge, it's, it's a huge positive, to, to be honest with you. And I think it gives me faith in <clears throat> the confidence of this team going into the Gold Cup. I think that's undeniable. That's going to be a, a, something, a, a boost coming out of these two games. I don't know that the U.S. is ready to play in Europe regularly, a team versus a team, and always um, get a win. But I starting to feel I'm starting to feel a lot better about the U.S.'s chances to be in a game in Europe regularly. Okay. Um. I for some reason I'm almost more confident of the U.S. playing in Europe than I am in Central America these days. Uh, <laughs> it seems like when the U.S. wants to play a team that's going to play negative, they really struggle. When they want, to, when they're the team that gets to be the underdog, they seem to do better. Do you, do you um, think that you feel that? Yeah, but I don't, do you think that's new? I don't think that's new at all. I think that's been a thing well, for the, the U.S. for the last 15 years. Well, the U.S. didn't play well in Europe for a long time. No, no, they, lo- they would lose games. But I, I still think that, in general, that, that thing you just said where if the United States has to take the game to somebody else, yeah. it, it traditionally didn't go well or they had trouble breaking people down. Whereas if they got to sit back a little bit, hit the counter, that was the more effective way to play. But I don't know that that's what we saw. That's not what happened in Europe this time around. We didn't I see... think maybe a little bit more in the Netherlands game, but the, towards the second half in the Germany game, I think there was U.S. playing toe to toe. It was. And I think it that's was. that was that's a different thing than we've seen before. Yeah. Get to the chopper! I give him credit. I mean, I I do. I give him credit for taking his team to Europe, challenging them, and getting results. Now, you know, there's a lot of things you could pick out if you wanted to. There's a lot of stuff as in terms of, of substitutions. He's got six of them in a friendly, Jared. He doesn't get six in a, in a competitive match. So you can't go, well, look at you put Bobby Wood and, uh, and Jordan Morrison and they changed the game. Okay, yeah, he doesn't have those guys because he's not going that deep. Tyler in Virginia is actually on the phone. What's up, Tyler? Not too much, man. What are you uh, we guys uh, discussing right now? We are talking like USA. We're talking about USA Germany because we haven't gotten there. We hadn't gotten to that yet on the show since we haven't done a show okay. since, since last Sunday. What would you like to talk about, Tyler? Because we're, we're happy to be derailed by whatever. I got you. And I just finished watching the DC match. Um, pretty, pretty disheartened once again uh, at the performance. Um, so I just wondering if you guys had gotten a chance to uh, catch any of it. Or um, I saw a little bit. Uh, didn't look like good soccer to me. Uh, I no. know DC has Ooh. had some trouble creating some cha- uh, creating chances, and you know I, I didn't actually get to see the penalty. So you have to tell me if it was good or bad. Um, no, I think it was it was fair. Um, I mean, um, you know, Ribeiro, he went down a little soft. I mean, he had six foot five. Uh, he was fouled by Little Taylor Kemp, uh, our left back. Um, but you know, I, I put it on Kemp for even, you know, putting the ref in a position to make that call. He, you know, he shouldn't have um, he shouldn't have initiated the contact with Ribeiro in the box. Um, so I mean, I'm not really, I'm kind of mad about them giving the penalty. Um, because, like I said, the man is 6'5", and, you know, he went down like a ragdoll. But I'm also a little disappointed in Taylor Kemp. But then, uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago when uh, D.C. played New England, uh, and I called into Soccer Morning, and I, uh, you and I, and I think we talked about how uh, I thought that, uh, you know, I came away from that game feeling like New England, you know, like we kind of knew all uh, all along at the beginning of the year that New England was the team to beat, even though D.C. is uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe first in the East right now. So, like, yeah. I've been saying that for weeks. Yeah, we've been saying that for weeks. Weeks, even though um, New England couldn't win a game because they just yeah. they just snapped a, a six game winless streak. Jared, by that way, I think I've been saying for a while that I didn't believe in DC United, and I still think New England is probably the the team to beat out of the East. I still Definitely. think Columbus is probably one of the teams to beat out of the East, even though they haven't always looked that good and they're also, not very convincing against the Galaxy this weekend. Also winless in six with a draw against the Galaxy this weekend. So, I mean, you, you bit, I, I see what you're saying. I think overall quality will probably win out. And what, what those two teams have that DC does, does not is what Jared Dubois would call some sexy. But I, I, I think Spindola and Silva, Silva's need, Silva needs to be fully healthy, uh, Tyler. That, that has to happen. Yeah, that's, that's the problem, I think. Uh, I mean, he obviously... He made a sub appearance today, um, but 
DC, they they can't get anything going when he's not in the game. Um, you know, if they they look like you know a cat with no claws, um, you know, going forward today, um, then I think it's in part because he and Espindola are pretty much the only way that DC can generate anything going forward. So they have to go to pitch together. Um, it doesn't really work with Arietta. Uh, I think he's a he's a good player. He you know he works hard. He's an Olsen type of guy. But it has to be Silva and Savvy, so you know our, we'll ride. I um, think that's part of my problem with DC is they have a lot of Olsen guys, and I like Olsen guys, I really do. But how many do you need on one team? Tyler, appreciate the phone call, man. We're gonna get back to to the U.S. Men's National Team. We'll, we'll talk right. to you later, man. All right, there goes uh, Tyler. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, obviously concerned over the the state of DC United. I mean, they 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 they're still in first place in the East despite losing this game. They do drop into second in the Supporter Shield race, and the Sounders have two games in hand on them. So. Uh, I believe the point we were making on the U.S. National Team before the the colleges now was that they were able to play a different style and get. Um, a, a, a win. They were able to keep the ball on the ground and get a win. They were able to play toe-to-toe at times with Germany and, and get the win. And I think no better statement on that than the 30-pass sequence leading up to the um, the mixed disc group goal. Yeah. I mean, that's quality, quality play. Yeah, you know, uh, there's some good breakdowns of that uh, of that goal out there. Go find them. They do kind of yeah, outline. I think Matt Doyle did a pretty good yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not, you know, my, my tactical brain is still evolving. I'm not going to say that I'm on that level. I'm certainly not. But you can it, you you can track exactly what's happening with the U.S. and how they're playing and how it's creating that opportunity. And let's just stop right here and do and and just give. Uh, you know what? I haven't even played this. I don't think I've played this drop in maybe a year. It's been so long. Mm. You remember? You remember why Sade. we? You remember why we brought that out? Yeah, that that whoa, that was originally Michael Bradley. I it think is. the Michael Bradley it's, drop. It's still Michael Bradley's drop, as far as well. I've seen some people use that for Miss Discord other places. Well, but that, yeah, it, it's, it's a Michael Bradley drop for us. Clearly, for Mix, it's about the hair and the waving and the wind and all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I think I don't even think it's smooth operator. It's uh, it's a different song with a with a serious horn solo on it, uh, a sax solo on it. But anyway, oh. that for us, that's Michael Bradley. He might need a, a different. We don't, we might need a different drop. We not need to. We'll take suggestions out there. Give me an idea for a Michael Bradley drop that does the man justice because those two games he just played. I know they're friendlies. I don't give a crap. That was some amazing ass soccer. The the man is is bossing it right now. Yeah, and I think part of that you're seeing the confidence maybe um, translating over. He's had some good results with Toronto FC. Um, and you've seen him combine very well with Giovinco in, in Toronto. I think you're seeing a guy back on the up, a little bit of confidence. His club season's going well. So I think that's that's coming over. Not that <clears throat> he's ever not been a good member of the U.S. national team, but I think he, if similar to a striker at times, he plays better when that confidence is high. And I think he's getting that from his club team. And... Jurgen Klinsmann continues to play him ahead of uh, someone like uh, Kyle Beckerman at times, Jermaine Jones at times, and I just wonder when Clint Dempsey comes back around, yeah. is that still Michael Bradley's position? You know, um, that was my, you know, first of all, let's again highlight the performance of, of Bradley, and I do think there's been a tweak in the way that the team plays that allows him to be more effective than he was the World Cup last year. I think that seems to be on the table, or maybe Bradley has refined what he's doing but he's still the guy that's capable of some pretty insane things uh matt doyle again put out on twitter um well first of our boy rob usury put together a every touch video of michael bradley that i've watched like six times at this point yeah there is one there is one uh sequence where he intercepts the ball in his own defensive third one touch third you know one touch 20 yard pass on the ground to, to break somebody out. The U.S. starts getting upfield. Next thing you know, Michael Bradley is on a dead sprint into your picture, mm-hmm. and he's the first one making a back post run when the ball is in the attacking third. And the ball never stops. We're not, we're not talking about like somebody sitting on the ball for a couple seconds, giving him a chance to... Michael Bradley dead run. The ball is constantly moving upfield. It was insane. And it shows you how, how, what, what his engine is like. I mean, that's, let, that's me, let me throw one more thing in there. Michael Bradley, captain. That's Michael Bradley, captain with yeah. the armband on his shoulder. Yeah. I think that means something to him. I, and I think he deserves it. I think he should have it. And I get Clint Dempsey and the reasons for it. But come on, do the right thing, Jurgen. Give the give yeah. the armband. Have you ever seen Clint Dempsey just lift the team like that? 
I mean, it just to, to be the guy that, that every player on the field should be emulating in that moment. Uh, you know that the first that, that that opener that opening goal against Ghana was obviously pretty big. I think that was. I mean, it's tough because it was so early in the game, but he yeah. he sort of said, "Let's do this." And took it on himself and went and scored the first, you know, the goal in the first, whatever. Not he, first he's just, I guess, he's just not what I consider a natural captain. No, I don't think he's. I don't think he is either. I don't think he is either. And but I mean, regardless, Michael Bradley, fantastic over these two games. I think my, I think Kyle Beckerman is is a key to this. I think we've identified that before. That man is. Uh, I hope he's becoming appreciated. I know he's thirty three. He doesn't have a whole lot of time left. It's not like he's twenty five. Yeah, how much of that second half performance do you get, equate to him? Because well, I, think I mean, Michael was, Bradley was in both of them. He I has Danny was, Williams in the first. He's got Kyle Beckham in the second. I think it was him, and I think it was moving uh, Giassi's artist up top. I think those two things together made that team a lot better. I, I like, uh, you know, I don't like Giassi in the midfield that much. Uh, I think too much defensive responsibility is not his game. I want him. Uh, I want him thinking about scoring goals, and he's. I want him stretching a defense. He is. I, I, there were a couple of moments too. Again, on the, from the Michael Bradley uh, every touch video, a couple of moments with Jassy's artist, where his experience having played with Donovan and Keane is so out front and center. You watch him, the combination, the, 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 he doesn't have to think about it. He, he gives knows. the ball and he sprints. I mean, he's great in a triangle. Yeah. I mean, he's really great in a triangle, and, and, and that's one of the things that's probably the best part of his game. He's actually able to bring down a ball out of the air, like a long ball or something like that, and distribute out to someone that, uh, that's uh, facing him in midfield, and then he's, he just turns off the shoulder of the defender and he goes. Yep. He's really good at recognizing those situations now, and I'd really give advantage, like you said, to Robbie Keane and Landon Donovan, because that part of his game is different. So the question then begs to be asked, Jason, is Jossie Zardes a starter in the A team of the U.S.? I think he is. I think you got to find a way to get him in the, in the lineup. Five three zero. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? This is John uh, calling from Portland. What's up in Portland, John? Uh, we had the weekend off, and uh, we got a U.S. Open Cup game coming up at Starfire Stadium. Oh, that's right. The Seattle Sanders. Mm. And uh, I wasn't sure if you guys had touched on the Open Cup action coming up this week. I haven't been listening. Um, well, we're we're not live. We're not we're, we're not live. So it's uh, it's it's <laughs> you're calling in and dropping into the middle. We're of the live. We're not show. streaming. Right. right. <laughs> no. Yes. We are robots. We are uh, doing this. No. Of course. We're not streaming the show cool. live tonight. So we have not right. got well, to open cup. I want to know what you guys, uh, you robots, think about uh, the the Timbers' chances uh, up at Starfire. I saw some stat last week that Sounders haven't lost a game since like the USL days, like 08 or 09 at Starfire. I know it's mostly open cup games these days because mm-hmm. they, you know, they play at Century League now and I didn't catch the Sounders game, but it looked like they had most of their starting 11 play on Saturday against the Dallas uh, burn there. <laughs> and uh, with, with, with Portland having the weekend off, I expect to see it. You know, first choice starting eleven out there, maybe even see Diego Valeri back. I, I think it's, I think your fate really is less having to do with yourselves and whether or not Seattle chooses to play their starters or not. If your Seattle chooses to play their yeah, starters, those, I think it's Seattle's what do you game. Think? I mean, three days rest is it even possible well, to like, really put out a, a strong first eleven, or are they going to concede? I, I heard. Okay, so um, uh, Alonzo has a hamstring pull. Um, I think there is um, somebody else missing. From the uh, from the Seattle lineup, who yeah, but if, if Seattle's going, if Leo Gonzalez is going to score for Seattle, then I mean, <laughs> you really got no chance. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, he obviously he came off the he came off the bench in that game, right? Or did he start? No, he uh, I don't bench. recall if he started that game or not. He's been starting the last couple, though. I don't know if he started this one. I think he was Dempsey back. I know he missed a couple games because he had a kid coming. Yes, Dempsey played. Nagel and Dempsey were up top. Martins came on as a substitute in that game. Okay, so maybe we could see Martin start. That's pretty dangerous. Yes, absolutely. If, if Martin's, I don't. I, Martin's obviously didn't get a full ninety in. Leo, 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 uh, Leo Gonzalez came off the bench. Uh, Christian Rodan was was on the bench, so he's going to be rested. I'm not sure that that's a down a whole lot of downgrade for you if you're worried if you think yeah, it may be that. Rodan's a sharp young guy. Yeah, uh, Brad Evans, who was just off, fresh off of U.S. duty, was on the bench as well. I don't think he played. So uh, you know, and they still have some depth. I mean, let's let's not act like the Sounders are are weak sisters if they. Um, if they play, if they play sort of a slightly lesser than a side, if, if Dempsey's in there and Martin's in there, you're in trouble either way. Yeah, yeah, they got a deep squad and you know, Starfire's tough. I expect to see a lot of the TA covert ops, you know, the Taco guys up there representing Portland. So hopefully they'll make some noise. And I got a feeling the boys are going to pull this one out finally, and we can make a deep run in the Open mm-hmm. Cup and uh, get back in the Champions League. It's going to be interesting for the call, man. I, John in Portland, I think it's. Um, you know, it kind of goes. We'll get back to the national team here in a second, but it kind of goes to what Siggy Schmidt said when the draw was made for this round. Jared, 
he saw that it was the Timbers, and he basically said, this kind of ruins the uh, the later rounds of the tournament because you end up with, because of the way that the local, the, the, the geographical uh, matchups are made to, to mm-hmm. cut down on travel costs and everything, for especially for the smaller teams and the lower division teams, you get Portland and Seattle in this round rather than potentially having a chance at a Portland-Seattle semi, which would be huge because they would probably open up Quest Field, or uh, sorry, CenturyLink for it. And it also, it's happening on the other coast as well. I mean, and I was going to ask you anyway, like, which matchup do you think is bigger? What's the bigger U.S. Open Cup matchup? Um, Seattle versus Portland or Red Bulls versus NYCFC? Which no, go down. no, that's not what oh, Sorry, is. Cosmos. I apologize <laughs> against the Cosmos. Yeah, um, I would say that the Seattle Timbers game is a bigger game because they're going to take that seriously. And Seattle- but there's on the same time, which would you watch? You know, out of curiosity, I'd probably watch NYCFC and the Cosmos. I think I, I feel would. the same way. Yeah, I think I would watch that. By the way, NYCFC with a second consecutive win, they beat. Um, who did they beat today? I'm just uh, or yesterday. Just killed. Just uh, completely went out of my brain. Uh, uh, NYCFC yesterday they beat Montreal. There 3-1. you go. The Montreal Impact at, at home on the postage stamp at Yankee Stadium. We'll get to some MLS. But do you I believe mean, them? Do you believe NYCFC? No, of course not. Everybody goes on a run in MLS. I mean, you know, there were days when Chivas USA was put together two and three, but I, you know, I don't know that we ever thought they were a good team. I think you're I, still you know, buying a lot more. If you're buying stock in one team, you're buying in Orlando over NYCFC still, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I mean, look, well, definitely. I mean, there's really no question that it, that Orlando's look more like a cohesive, uh, competitive MLS team than NYCFC. Has. I, I would, I would hope, I hope Davi Villa starts midweek against the Cosmos because I would like to see him. I think this is one of the only first games he would really play with a lot of fire underneath him. Raul's on the other side. Yeah. You got to think there's a little bit of bragging rights there for him when he's playing against his old team. Well, not old teammate, old rival, both teammate and for Spain and rival club. Um, Did they playing against him on the other side? I guess they probably were on the same Spanish national team together at some point, right? I guess they had I to. I think at some point they had to be to know. a certain degree. Yeah, I'll check and see when Raul left uh, the Spanish national team because I think that's obviously the biggest part of it. But they they were club. I mean, they, they played for rival clubs. Yeah. And, I mean, there's got to be another, there's got to be some bragging rights there. There's it's NYC soccer. It's, it's New York City soccer wars, and it's a little bit of Spanish bragging rights there too as well. So I'd be interested to watch that game as well. Um, I know we were talking U.S. men's national team a little bit uh, a little bit ago before a caller came and asked about the Open Cup, and I want to continue one bit of the U.S. national team because I want to sp- uh, kind of I want to go off onto the uh, old Gold Cup 35 man provisional okay. roster yeah, and who's on it and who you think would get cut because I'm having a hard, hard time coming up with the 23 out of this. Okay, so I did this live on soccer morning on Sirius XMFC when somebody asked me and I didn't write any of it down and I, I would prob- I'll probably end up changing it so apologies if that happens if you've been w- listening to both um, the 35-man the provisional roster for the Gold Cup from which Jurgen Klinsmann must call up 23 he can replace up to 6 I believe that's a lot by the way he can replace up to 6 players after the group stage but they have to come from the provisional roster. So there you go. Now, I think there's a couple of things to consider here before we dive in. Okay, Consider that MLS is not breaking for, the, for this tournament. Like the whole thing is not going to happen. You, you know, there's, there's obviously some overlap. So mm-hmm. when you think about who's the better option or who's more likely rated higher on the depth chart, you kind of also have to consider whether that, that's going to hurt their club team and think about whether well then maybe they'll never play. Uh, do we really? Why would, uh, do you think Klinsman's really? If it, uh, the difference for him is winning the gold uh, gold cup and not winning the gold cup, he doesn't care about the club team. Maybe for a goalkeeper, that's the only the only one I see out there because he's got a pretty strong deep goalkeeper four on here, and two of them are in MLS. So I get maybe that was. Uh, yeah, two of them are MLS. Um, so what I want to do is I'm gonna run down through this and let's, let's categorize these guys in one of three things. You tell me in, out, or bubble. Okay, well, I gotta, but I gotta keep track. Otherwise, I'm gonna lose the. Th- okay, no, no, on. you're not. I'm not saying you in. You're not gonna say 23 in. You're gonna say bubble for a lot of these guys. Okay, okay so you may right. have 28 guys, including bubble. Okay, so we don't know for sure, but in, okay, out, right. or bubble. Okay. Uh, Brad Guzon. He's in. Bill Hamid. He's in. Well, Nekromando. Okay. Sorry, Bill oh. Hamid's the one guy. By the way, you're talking about goalkeeper MLS considerations. He's the one. I guy. can see Hamid and Romano getting switched after the first round. Yeah, okay. And, and yes, and consider that Yarbrough, who's on this, is done with his season. So he's available, whereas those so two So I think Guzan and, Will and Yarbrough are going to be this thing for the whole, the, whole, the whole way through. And I think uh, Hamid and Romando switch okay. halfway All right, through. So, all right, so, so Bill, Hamid and, and, and uh, Romando are like ha- half 
roster guys. Okay, got it. Yeah, Go defense, Ventura Alvarado. I'm going to say in based on Clemson's record here recently. The Marcus Beasley. In? No. Uh, wait, because, okay, here's the, this one is hard for me. I'm gonna say, okay, I'll say bubble for, for DeMarcus. I think that's a good call. Okay. I think DeMarcus, because you got Greg Garza ahead of him. You've got the Brick Shea experiment going yes, on. Yes. I mean, he's either two or three at left back, depending on what, but he does give you that, that, that veteran presence and that midfield option as well. Right. Um, Matt Beasler. In. I'm going to say out <gasps> on Matt Beasler. You're going to say out? I'm going to say out. I think there's some other center backs that are making more of a case these days than Matt Beasler, and I think he's falling to number five or six in the depth chart. Wow. Okay. How many, how many center backs are you bringing? Four, right? Yeah, I'd say somewhere in that range. I'm thinking Verter Alvarado, John Brooks, Omar Gonzalez, and probably uh, Michael Roscoe. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. Um, John Brooks, obviously. And, and, and let's just say best defender in the pool right now, maybe, for my money. I know you're not a John Brooks lover. I, am a, I think I'm I think, becoming a very high John Brooks lover. I think John Brooks has a lot of talent. I think he's a pretty good defender, but I think he goes... I think his brain goes wonky when he puts on the U.S. shirt, and I think sometimes that hurts him and it hurts the team. So, who's the best U.S. defender then? Um, Point pound for pound. Man, that's a really uh, it's, depri- it's a depressing question to consider. I right know, now. and that's why I think the answer is John Brooks. Okay, fine, we'll go with your answer, John Brooks. It's I not Alvarado. You your own. You have to take. No, mine. no, it's it's not Alvarado. I would say it was Fabian Johnson if he's playing defense, but I don't know if he's going to be playing defense. All right. Um, you know, Omar Gonzalez is Omar Gonzalez. He's going to win you everything in the air, but is he going to slip up? Uh, is, is, is he, is he going to have to, you know, is he going to have to be an emergency defender because he puts himself in that position or because he's really good at it and uh, it saves the, the, the saves his team's bacon more than once in a game? All right. John Brooks is in. Timmy Chandler. Speaking of wonky with a U.S. jersey. Well, is he a left back or is he a right back? Yeah, whichever. I'm going to say out. I'm going to say Timmy Chandler's out. Ooh, I'm going to go in on Timmy Chandler. He, but Jurgen Klinsmann loves him some Timmy Chandler. Okay. Uh, Brad Evans. You're going to leave. If you're going to leave Chandler out, you got to put Brad Evans in. That's that's where you just did yourself. Not necessarily. You got Fabian Johnson. Uh, you got yeah. That's maybe I'm in trouble here. <laughs> I think you paint yourself to a corner. All right, on that fine. Timmy. T- well, Timmy Chandler and Brad Evans out. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go Brad Evans out, but Timmy Chandler's in. Uh, Greg Garza. I want to say in. I hope in. Yeah. In. I'm, the only thing I'm wondering is like with the club switch to Santos. I mean, um, was it Santos he went to? I believe it was Santos he went to. He just signed with. I apologize. I'm forgetting. I don't know if the cl- change in club situation is going to do anything for what his uh, maybe not coming to this, but I would hope Greg Garza's there. I would hope he's there, and I would hope he's starting at left back. Omar Gonzalez. In. I think so, too. I think he's done enough. Uh, Michael Roscoe. I'm going to say... I'm going to say out. I'm going to say in for Michael Roscoe. Uh, Tim Ream. Out. Out for me. Breck Shea. In. In, and it feels dirty. Uh, DeAndre (laughs) Yedlin. In, definitely in, 100% in. Has to be in. Game changer, especially late in the game, if that's how you want to use him. All right, midfielders. Kyle Beckerman. In. He's in like a porn star with 10 inches. Alejandro Bedoya. Hold on. Jay Rodius. In. Um, and by the way, Alejandro Bedoya, one of the guys that we had kind of said, what's up with this when he wasn't on the last two games? So nice to see him back in the brought into this. Yeah, uh, Michael Bradley, uh, do we even have to say it? No. no. Hold on a second. Let me just. Uh, just Duh and or hello. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Joe Corona. No, yeah, he's out. I'm sorry. I, I, I I'm mean, say out. I think this is, a, this is a consideration call in. I think it's a check. They're taking the temperature on Joe Corona. I don't think he makes this Gold Cups roster. Yeah, which is kind of sad. I mean, he needs to continue. He just switched to Veracruz, by the way. He needs to continue to come along. Hopefully, he gets a lot of playing time in the Apertura and we see him back in this team at some point. Brad Davis. I hope out. And that's, I mean, I know Houston fans are going to hate me for that, but I, I don't. No, I'm going to say out. I, I, he might be in because of Klinsman, but I want to say out on my team. I, I'm saying out. I'm saying he's he's yeah he's he's like back 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 back. He's gone. You know that kind of <laughs> thing. He's so far out. Uh, mixed discrude. Mixed discrude is in. He's in. I think he's earned it. I don't know if he's been consistent, but and especially at this club team, I think he's doing better with the U.S. team than he's doing with his club team. Right Scored now. yesterday, by the way. Yeah, he did. Uh, Fabian Johnson in like Flynn. Your boy, your boy Perry Kitchen. My boy Perry Kitchen is not going to the Gold Cup. 
I'm gonna put him on the bubble. Okay. All right. I'm gonna put him on the bubble. I because I'd like to see him get a chance. Well, a you chance, look. You definitely. You de- okay. We we we're gonna get to one more. No Jermaine Jones in this thing. No, That's no, what, right. It has yeah. me kind of thinking. Perry Kitchens. And, in. and we're gonna get to one more possibility. But you're right. If you're you absolutely need somebody to you need somebody behind Kyle Beckerman. So it's either Perry Kitchen or the mm-hmm. other the next guy. Alfredo, Mor- uh, Alfredo Morales. Alfredo Morales. All right. Yeah, uh, I, I, mean, I would rather Perry Kitchen. And I think I think maybe it's probably po- possibly. I don't. It's. I want it to be Perry. Kitchen. Uh, the other option, though, is we go to the next guy, and you um you just sacrifice Michael Bradley as an offensive component. You put him with the Kyle Beckerman or the Kyle Beckerman spot, and you put Lee Win. What's his status? In outer bubble. I'll put him on the bubble, but uh, I'm I'm leaving. I'm gonna put him out. on the bubble just because yeah. it's Jurgen Klinsmann making the team. He'd be in on my team. Yes. Right. Exactly. Uh, Jesse Zardes. Jesse Zardes is in. Hundred percent. In as a midfielder or as a striker, it doesn't matter. He hasn't listed as a midfielder. Uh, Graham Zuzi, interesting one here. I'm going to say bubble, but I think leaning out for Graham Zuzi. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I think that's a good call. I think that's a bubble that's floating up in the air about to pop. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, he he obviously you know came into the, the new. They, he called in the wrong Kansas City milf midfielder. He did. He, he flat out did. Where, where's Benny and his Jets? I don't know. Um, with Zuzi, he came into the year injured. It, it, it hasn't rolled. He scored last weekend. It hasn't quite gotten going yet. I think it was last weekend. He's just not, for whatever reason, he's just not that guy for, for Clemson at the moment. Go ahead. Uh, forwards, Juan Agudelo. How I many mean, are we taking that's here? A, that's a good appearance. How he many, had good appearances this week. I didn't think he played that well. He only played in the second half against Germany. Or the first half, yeah. sorry. He only played in the first half against Germany. He didn't play at all against the Netherlands. I didn't think he did that well. Service wasn't great. They didn't play well in the first half, and it kind of sucks. But I think they got better with Zardis, and that's going to reflect well on Zardis. Yep. I think Juan Agudelo is bubblicious. I'm going to say, assuming Josie Altador is healthy, assuming Josie Altador is healthy, yeah. I'm saying he's out because I think I agree with you. I think Josie Zardis is kind of a fictitious midfielder listing here. He's actually a striker that takes up a striker spot. And I, I, I think Juan Agudelo is out, even though I think he's a nice change, change of pace striker late on. I don't know if the U.S. has enough of those. I'm thinking there's a guy we're going to talk about in a few, in just a moment here that's taking Juan Agudelo's spot. Um, next one up, Josie Altador. Assuming he's healthy, he's, he's in. in. Yep. Ben Dempsey, no brainer. No brainer. I can go ahead. And Alan Mother Flipping <laughs> Gordon. He's out, but it is funny to see him on the list. But I'm gonna say okay. bubble. Well, no, I'm gonna say bubble okay. because if you're down the down there, you got ten minutes left in the I game know, and your tournament's on the line. Who do you want to bring in? I know. Okay, I can shift this to bubble, but with the caveat, when I say this, I mean. If he gets called in, it'll be after the group stage. Oh, good call. That's a good if call. If there's some sort of injury or some sort of disaster or Klinsman says, we're not playing well enough, we need a big-ass target forward, Get hit the bat phone, the Gordo phone, whatever the f*** you want to... Sorry, I just cursed on this show. I've never done it before. <laughs> You've uh, never done that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do some editing get tonight. Get the Gordo signal out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just remind me, because otherwise I'll go back and I'll forget. By the way, Al, let it be noted... The first player to ever inspire Jason to use the F word was Alan Gordon. Uh, well, I've used the F word before, just not on this actual program. Yes, um, yes. Alan Gordon is that he's the break. I, I called him the I called him the break glass in case of emergency player on this on this list. Yeah, I, I think maybe the U.S. may need that type of player. Uh, next one up, Aaron Johansson, who's been kind of uninspired. I think he I think he's in, but I, I you know. I'm not, and I think he's good. I, I'm not going to judge him based on two friendlies. I don't think that's fair. I can't. I, don't, I think Clemson hasn't figured out how to use him yet. I think uh, and I it. think this. I think his issues are kind of system related. Yeah. But at the same time, if Jurgen Clemson isn't going to play a system that benefits Aaron Johansson at some point, I mean, the hard thing is he's the best striker in Europe for the U.S. Probably right yeah. now. All right. So we got. Is that everybody? Are we done? No, we got two more. Okay. Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris is a bubble guy, I think, but I don't. Think, I think he's in. I think he's made a difference in games. Okay, but I, 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 I don't know. It's just so weird. College kid. It's yeah. weird. I know, but he he's not. He's been up for every every task that's been in front of him. He has not looked out of out of his depth in any situation. All right, all right. Go ahead, Chris Wondolowski. You want what I hope or what I wish or what he's gonna? Be? I want to say which, what's Chris gonna do. I'll call him a bubble player because I have hopes. Alan Gordon or Chris Wondolowski. Which one do you take? Wondolowski because he's a little he's a little uh, bit more effective. Or come on, if you need Wondolowski to to be effective over seventy minutes, he can get his chances. I'm saying last striker on the sheet. I would and that you have to play with, pick between the two of those. I got plenty of other dudes that can start games all and right. better than Wondolowski. All right, all right. I don't know if I have many guys that can finish better. That's than uh, Robert in uh, Los Angeles. What's up, man? Hey guys, how's it going? You want to ask guys which with the uh, which MLS team do you think is gonna? be more effective with the absence for, for the Gold Cup. 
Uh, well, we just looked through this list. Um, you know, I, mean, just, I think LA's got three on this team. I think they may have potentially the most, three, but potentially, potentially, yeah, yeah. I'm saying on this list, the 35 is. What oh, I'm saying, okay, three. All right. Um, you know, you got two out of Houston if both Beasley and Davis go. Those are key players. You got two out of Seattle and Dempsey and um, Evans. Evans. You got two out of Kansas City and Beasley and Failhaber. If they both no, Failhaber's on this list. No, I'm not Failhaber. I'm sorry. I meant Zuzi. Zuzi, right? If those, both those guys go. Uh, let's see. Mm. Two out of Real Salt Lake, but one of them's a keeper. Right. Uh, see. Uh, so I guess I, I, on the roster, thirty-five man. You could have LA's team biggest hit. You could have uh, Perry Kitchen and Hamid both called up potentially. True. true. Now, uh, out of a realistic twenty-three man roster. Wait, 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 hold on. Somebody we're leaving out. Agu- if, Ag- if both Agudelo and Win go, that that really hurts New England. That that, that is a huge piece of New England. Yeah. But I mean you saw what LA looked like just last weekend with GS- without Jesse's artist. I mean that's a huge piece that they're missing. Um if you took Alan Gordon as well and Omar Gonzalez, those three would probably hurt LA more. But if a two man thing, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think New England's losing two really, really big guys. And you gotta think they're actually getting hurt worse than that because the reason Jim Rain Jones isn't here because he's injured, so he can't play for New England either. So it makes sure. these guys being called up even harsher on them. That's true. Uh what else you got, Robert? Oh yeah, uh, one more thing, uh Topic. Uh, what do you guys think of the season of Game of Thrones? All right, so here's what, oh. here's what happened. So here's what happened, and the reason we haven't talked about it on the show, and I know for some people this is great that we haven't talked about Game of Thrones because we do occasionally get the person that's like, stop talking about Game of Thrones. You're a soccer show. Okay, I'm sorry if your life has one interesting thing in it. That's not how we live. Mm. But I have because I've been really busy with work and all this other stuff and – I've lost my subscription to, to HBO. I don't have legal access, so I have to find a way around that, and it hasn't happened yet. So I got I to gotta get the hookup for somebody. So what the hell, here, I, Jason's too shy to say it, so I'm going to say it for him. If there's a Best Soccer Show listener out there willing to <laughs> share your HBO Go information, just direct message it to Jason. No one has to know. This, uh, sure, why not? Let's say that. I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to put it out there, Robert. But uh, J- Jared's got thoughts, and, and he's going to go watch what the season finale here as soon as this show oh, my wife, My wife earlier told my kid, my, my kid was like, Mommy, can we go swimming tonight in the pool? My wife's like, Mommy's like, no, Game of Thrones season finale's on tonight. We're not going swimming. <laughs> Your wife has got some priorities. She right. loves her some Queen of Dragons, man. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. What do you make, uh, Robert? Go ahead. Well, that, what you you yeah. want him to ask you. You're going to get spoilers, dude. I don't want spoilers. No, I won't get spoilers. It's been a great season. Okay. That's all I wanted you to say. Great, great. I say it's, it's not as good as last season, but the, it's finishing strong. Okay. Finishing strong. All right, Robert. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. All right, we, we, you know, I don't want to run out of show, so we got some stuff we got to we continue on. We, we covered the 35-man roster. I think it's going to be interesting because I do think that Klinsman will balance some club stuff with the MLS guys. And there was, what, 19 or MLS guys on the list or something like that? Yeah, something in that neighborhood, okay. yeah. Now, I have um, – we have a couple – okay, we're going to come back. We're going to come back to the U.S. Tw- – the U-20s and the women's national team because we got to touch on that stuff before we get out of here. Uh, but I do have a thought. This is our question from B- BDS Moki. Love to hear your thoughts on Charlie Davies. He's a stud in my book. Why U.S. no U.S. men's national team call? He's not on the provisional roster. I think it's a question being asked. Not even just should he be on the U.S. national team, but should he have been get called up instead of Juan Agudelo? He's the hotter of the two. Yeah, I mean, but, in but, terms of just who's on form. Okay, but I th- I think that Juan Agudelo is a better player than Charlie Davies. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I would say that. You know, I guess you're, you're probably right in that he, he has much more. He's got a lot more dynamics to his game. But I would also say that Jurgen Klinsmann just needs a guy that knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. And Charlie Davies right now is hot. Okay. So hot right now. He's so hot right now. He's. Uh, um, okay. I, look, I, I like Charlie Davies. I, listen, I like his part game. Of the, it, it, we want Charlie Davies to be there. Let's just yes, add, let's just all say it out loud. I know. There's we are we have Charlie Davies colored glasses on as a U.S. fan pool. You know, I kind of don't. I kind of don't. Really? You know, I, 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 there's not a whole lot of reason behind it, and I can't tell you. And I know it's unfair, and and he hasn't done anything to really earn it. But I get, I kind of get a jerk vibe off of Charlie Davies. I don't know. Oh, he's a jerk vibe. I don't oh, know. I, I, I'm sure I'm going to get lots of revs hate from the from the best soccer from the, all the besties out there that are revs fans. No, dude, that's the vibe you get. That's I just the vibe, the vibe. You get. I mean, it's and again, it's just it's it's not that I don't think he's a good player that he doesn't deserve a call up on some level. I, I get just, that vibe about Chris Rolf. I'm not I'm not all in on the Charlie Davies redemption story. Let me just say it that way. I'm not all in on that. 
Because I think that, I mean, and, and, and I'll t- just uh, taking five million of that twenty-five million dollar FIFA movie budget, and we could have done a nice uh, Charlie Davies movie, right? And I'll say, and you know what? There'll be a great thirty for thirty, or some documentary, or some. There'll be it'd be invincible with with uh, with a, a soccer player, kind of, sort of. Except he didn't get mm. yeah, this but the POW stuff. What, what I would say is, um, I, this is the same issue that. Bob Bradley had back in 2010, which, by the way, Charlie was never going to get healthy enough for 2010. It just wasn't going to happen. He, we, no, we, I, listen, there's far more reasons to call up Charlie Davies now than there was. No, there. absolutely. And that that was, not, and I'm sure Bob knew it, and I'm sure everybody behind the scenes knew physically he was not capable. But he, he, he is a more informed version of Stuart Holden. Stuart Holden, we would love for him to get back to this level. But when you think even if charlie davies was 100% healthy and at top level by the summer of 2010 the issue for bob bradley is that bringing charlie davies back onto your team creates possible distraction and that's the that's a that, that sucks i mean it could be a great Are story you say he's the male hope solo i'm saying no not cuz obviously that that's her being stupid and creating a legal issue for herself that becomes a controversy Skipping your curfew is not exactly smart no 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 charlie made a mistake i'm not saying he didn't but it's certainly not on the level of hope solo hitting people no, with I agree broomsticks with that. I agree with that if that's sure. what happened you know allegedly but i do think it, it creates it creates a potential distraction because when you call that team up and you put charlie davies on it what's the lead story Charlie Davies. Charlie Davies. 2009 yeah. accident. Comes back, re- rejoins the national team, you know, five, uh, six years after he scored at the Azteca. Charlie Davies returns the national team. And that's the story. And that potentially can rob you of, you know, some of the attention that you need. I, I, I would, right. I don't know. I'm One not more thinking- U.S. Men's national team uh, okay. this, uh, news story coming out right here before we move on to other topics. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Wood. Bobby Inside Wood. Inside with uh, VFB Stuttgart. How much do you think Klinsman has for this when he that's his hometown club? Yeah. It's where he started. Yeah. He, he got any pull? First of all, Bobby Wood had a great week. My man had one of the best weeks that uh, US players had in some time and a guy that needed it. Pretty amazing ass week for Mr. Robert Tiberius Wood is uh, <laughs> as Trevor put out on the best soccer show account. I believe that was him. That wasn't you. He right? loses his spot with yeah. 1860 Munich. Falls right falls off of that and falls right into a big pile of Bundesliga. Well, he, he went down to he, he went down to the second division with Erdgeberg or whatever and did okay. Yeah. Played well enough on loan that when they went down to the third division, everybody knew he was going to get a new contract somewhere, probably in Germany. People knew him. But when he went and scored on the German national team in Cologne to help the United States beat Germany, the world champions, I don't care who was on the field for them, that probably got him some extra attention. And, yeah, I think Klinsman had a lot to do with this. But Bobby, Wood, uh, Bobby Wood owes Jurgen Klinsman a lot. I mean, because that guy kept bringing him into the national team when everyone was like, why is this kid here? He's fluffing chances. He's had a lot of chances to score with the U.S. national team and couldn't put him away. Yeah, he, he ha- he did his, his, his club form didn't really seem to dictate being in the team. And Jurgen Klinsman sticks with a guy that he that's his guy, and he came up big for him in two huge games. I think that um, what's interesting here is that we have to remember that Klinsman does think on multiple levels with these call-ups. He's not always thinking, this is the best player right now to help me go win a game. He does this stuff all the time where he sh- he's showcasing guys. He showcased Bobby Wood. He put him out in the front. He, he said, Bobby, come with me. In the shop window. Stuck him in, yeah. the, in the front window. Let him do his thing, and now here you go. You could almost say he pimped him out. I don't want to. I don't want to. That's just not. No, hold on. Damn, dog. In a that's, that's more. That's more where. We're by the way, here. that that topic conversation submitted by Twitter uh, follower Joe Selp, my, our boy Bosnia Joe. Okay, so we've got about twenty minutes left here. Maybe not a little bit less than that, uh, or we can go. We'll go a little extra time probably. Let's uh, let's move on to some other. I know we haven't even touched on MLS except for that one call from Tyler. Honestly, let's, MLS is on my back burner. I'd rather talk about U.S. Men's National okay, Team good. and the women. Good. Let's do that because when people talk about this being the best week ever, they mean. The U.S. men winning those two friendlies. The U.S. women beating Australia. This is before they lo- before Friday's game. Uh, the U-20s making it uh, to the quarterfinals before they yep. lost. Um, you know, obviously that that that's the stuff that are headline makers. So let's let's go to the U.S. women who on Friday second round uh, second group stage match up in Canada against the sweet Pia Sunhaga and the sweet Pia's revenge. Can we say that? I don't know. Is that right? If she had won, maybe we call it that. <laughs> so the United States and Sweden played. 
I mean, you know, uh, uh, one of the more boring 90 minutes I've sat and watched and talked about in a long time because I did the rabble thing. Uh, it was can, just... can we, uh, I know, I, I feel, I feel you're, you're pretty on point with that. Let, let's start with the first, though, the big controversial decision coming into this, and that was the benching of Abby Wambach. Are you an Abby was that Wambach starter guy? No, how was that controversial? By the way, I, I went back and listened to last week's show. I can't believe I said Wabi, Wabi Wambach. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I saw that? someone said that. I didn't even notice it in real time. I didn't oh even hear that. Oh, my God, it was really bad. It was like I had a mini stroke. It was very bad. Uh, so Wabi. No, I mean you can say it's controversial. I mean the all-time, but like best scorer for the for the for the women. I mean, I mean she's been a fixture for this team. She's the heart of the team. You can definitely say that. Taking her off the field, you lose heart of your team. Okay, wait. You say that, and look, she is a legend, and she earned she earned all the plaudits that she gets, and she is a massive figure in American soccer. Men's, women's, kids, aliens. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. She's huge, but. I think she's a distraction at this point. I think she's not. I don't think she's great for this team, and she's not great for this team starting. Which okay, I think we I saw. Just gonna, I was going to edit that. Hold okay. on, but she's also not great for this team coming out after the game against Sweden and whining about the turf again. I, I we get it. We we get it, Abby. You hate the turf. You got a, a deal with Scott. Yeah, yeah. Okay, come on. Gotta, let's, you, let's be honest you, here. You got a deal. I'm done listening to her about the stupid turf because you got a deal with Scott's. So shut up about because she said. She missed her chances because of the turf. No, you didn't. You just missed your chances. Did the, did the turf affect her totally whiffing on a diving head ball in the first game? Uh, apparently, apparently that's what that's the whole yeah you know and 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 pointed out by our friend Charlie Bohm on Twitter. Okay, and I know she's skipping the NWSL. She skipped the NWSL season at this point, but something like sixty percent of the games, sixty five percent of games. In the W in, of the in the NWSL, which is where Abby Wambach plays her club soccer, happened on turf. On turf. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean she has to like it, but I, I get your point. I mean, at some point, it's the same for both teams, right? It's the yes. same for both teams. Exactly. And we got teams putting up ten goals in the game. We got. I mean, did this team alone put up three the the game before? I don't know that it's the reason why the U.S. isn't scoring. I think what the reason they're not scoring is because they only have one true winger they ever play in, in uh, Rapino. Mm-hmm. I mean, they need they have wingers in Tobin Heath on the bench, Heather O'Reilly on the bench. They don't play with a, a true winger on the on the right. Um, I think also I like the move of Kristen Press up top. I do like that move. It didn't work. I, I, I but the reason I think it's not working is I think one of Sydney her, her either her or Sydney Larue aren't checking back for the ball well enough. Yeah. One of them needs to be checking back for the wall enough. It pulls the center defender out with them. It for it starts to give um it starts to form a triangle if they had a real winger on one side of it. Yeah. I think there's some stuff there and some depth and some dynamism that could be up front in that I, offensive third if one of those players consistently check back. Uh, you know what They're I think? both making the same runs in the middle and I'm tired of watching the US try to play the ball over the top straight. Yeah. It's not working. Yeah. Um they tried to do it when Alex Morgan came on late in the oh, game too. Oh, okay, I can't talk to you about Julie Johnston. Can we just take a moment no, she, no, for she how was, good Julie Johnston is? She was brilliant. Absolutely. And, and you got to give Julie Johnston credit for her full game performance. Klingenberg credit for the header off the line. And she's yeah. five, apparently she's 5-1 with the best vertical on the team. I, I don't know if she used a lot of that vertical because I think it was pretty quick. It was like boom, boom, and it's on her head. She got a little bit lucky with the bounce. Let's just oh, say absolutely. that. But um, she was in the right place. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely in the right place. And but Julie Johnston has just been a revelation these the first two games. Hopefully she can be this, keep this consistent. It, made, it is made for the first time. It's made Christy Rampone look like she's unnecessary. Now, I will say this. It was a 0-0 draw. I think that's a fine result. I mean, not fine. A fair result for how those two teams played each other over the course of 90 minutes. But if we are looking at the cosmic ledger, the karmic ledger of... Who should win a soccer game based on the things that happen within that soccer game? The United States probably should have lost that game. Yeah, I don't know if Sweden was that was that much better than the, well, I think it was pretty 50 50. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about who's better because again they just hit each other in the head and it, nothing happened. They just ran they were just two Rams hitting each other over and over again doing nothing. That's why the USU deserved to lose in I'm that I'm talking scenario. about I'm talking about the handball in the first half. Oh, okay. I, I think there was shades of a handball in one of the Sweden planes too, but it was a pretty. I, I agree. It was a, it was a chance missed by the referee. There definitely should have been a penalty in the first half to uh, to Sweden. But I would say one thing that just the number one thing that has to be figured out with this team is the center of midfield. Yep. Holiday, Holiday, and and Lloyd, while good players, individually don't seem to have any type of chemistry together. In, individually, great players. But not yeah, they just they don't seem to know how to how to be positionally close to each other, positionally far from each other. They don't know when to to kind of to combine. I see them 
they just seem way too far apart a lot of the, a lot of the game and it's just it's not working no. there has to be another option there in the center of midfield i don't know who it is i don't know what the best thing is there but i think you have to keep lloyd in there oh man i don't even know if i agree with that yeah i don't know which one of them has to go but you know, they but can't seem to coexist together both teams just played hideous flat 442s that again they were just ram they were just running into each other over and over again with nobody seating any ground the 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 quality was bad. Now that may, that may be the turf. I don't know, Abby, but it may be something. I mean, whatever, whatever the reason was, it was the just, turf doesn't make two center midfielders not know how to play together. Well, I, I mean, again, the Swedes weren't that. Well, the Swedes the Swedes weren't any better. I mean, you just said it. The Swedes weren't any better. These two teams just, I think, they know each other well enough. They obviously have the P the P factor in common. For yeah. whatever reason, they are a stalemate matchup. They're you know again. I I've said this. I've said this. Uh, I've said this before about soccer games. Styles and because it's a boxing thing, styles make fights. So yeah. you know if you have a guy who's a big swinger and a guy who's defensive, whatever. In a soccer match, you know how we talk about a lot the, the team that that is a possession team that likes to ping the ball around the field, going up against a counterattacking team that will sit back in numbers. That makes for an interesting game because you got one team trying to batter down the door. Next thing you know, balls turned over. The other team goes to the Colombia in this tournament. What Colombia did to France, to France is a perfect yeah. example of that. This game was two teams with exactly the same style, just going bleh. It was it was hideous. It was hideous. By the way, how awesome is it if you have a a woman on your team named Lady? I know, like <laughs> Columbia. That was a great name. I know her name is Lady, and Columbia pulled off the, the upset of the tournament so far. Uh, we'll Lady. see see what it means. Meanwhile, the United States on four points in Group D. Um, By the way, if Columbia like makes a run to like the semis, you do need to pull up Kenny Rogers like lady as okay. a drop for her uh, for on soccer morning. Uh, not here. Uh, uh, well, I don't actually do drops on soccer morning, but uh, come okay. on, dude. All right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. I I institute some drops. All right. The last U.S. soccer topic to hit on is the U20s down in New Zealand. They have been knocked out of that tournament. They lose on penalties to Serbia after a scoreless, goalless draw. And, you know, mainly, I, I didn't get to watch that game. I imagine there's not a whole lot to take out of it. Uh, uh, I got the. I mean, I think Serbia was the better team over, over the 90 minutes. I think the U.S. was better in the extra time. I can't, I don't know where Ariola and, and Ruby Rubin get their, get their ability to run so much. I mean, I think Ariola had a lot of one, r- running that was wasted. I don't know if they, he was the most intelligent runner out there, but late in the game, I, Ruby Rubin has, I mean, he deserved better. Yeah. than this result yeah. but he uh, uh, the US you're not going to you can't miss four PKs and expect to move on you don't no. deserve to move on no. if you're going to miss four penalties no but and, and penalties aren't really a judge necessarily of this team's quality and their fight and their heart and all of those things and and I said but they it, look like they weren't even prepared for penalties okay well but then again I'm not okay th- that maybe that's a criticism of Ramos if you want to throw that out there fine be that guy I don't ca- the, the the ultimate result of this tournament short of winning the whole thing, wasn't going to be a big deal to me. It really wasn't. It was about how they played. It was about the individual talent on the field. And so what I, do you make of that then? I make the, I think that this is an incredibly talented group with a very bright future. I think this is one of the best youth teams since that U17 team back right. in, and in I, the and 99. I, and I don't think we should judge this team on their, on their tournament performance. And let's remember, okay, so you know, let, let's remember that even the best soccer countries in the world the best national team programs in the world will put teams into this tournament that go deep quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. And then in the end, yeah. t- fast forward 10 years later, they maybe, maybe get four guys out of these teams that go into the senior level team and, and contribute on a, on a, yeah, on a I think the last really talented team for the U S was the U that U 20 team up in that played up in Canada. When you had Freddie do Josie Altador, Michael Bradley, Danny Satella was a big player on that team. Sal Zizo. What? Sal Zizo. Yeah. I mean, and out of that, I mean, we got two or three pretty good guys. You got, out of, out you, of got that team. you got Altador, you got Bradley, you got uh, Robbie Rogers, Robbie Rogers came out of that. Who, That's right. You know, is questionable as an international. Benny Fellhaber was on that team, wasn't he? No, he was not. No, he was, was not? not. There's okay. one more, and I'm missing him, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. There's there's one more I'm missing, but that's it. That, it was four, I think. I think the that's number a was pretty four. good return. Very good return. A, a very very good return. So think about that for the 20 guys that were, were, were and you know I can pick out three or four right now who I think are going. to... Now there are no guarantees, of course, but I think Emerson uh, Hyman is going to be a very good player. Cameron Carter Vickers is, is Carter a revelation. Vickers is legit. Um, 
there, you know, I, I'm right now. I'm blanking because my. I brain think is Ruby Rubin is, is good. I mean, obviously, Gideon's LLM. He's hot yeah, and cold. There you go. When he's yeah. when he has moments of brilliance that I don't think any other player on that field is capable of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I would also throw. I mean, you could say Bradford Jameson has some pretty good games. I don't know if he's going to be that. He guarantee he he'll probably have a very good MLS career. We'll see if he can make the transition to Europe. But I think you're right. And in, in um, Emerson Himmon, I think that's one of the best ones. Carmen Carter Vickers. Um, and other, some other guys had some really kind of strong showings in spurts. I think, uh, Sonora looked good last night. He had the most amazing 360 I think I've ever seen a U.S. player make in yeah. traffic in midfield last night. But I, I, I'm not sure outside of that. Outside of that, I'm not qu- quite sure who else is going to be the breakout guy. I think Ruby Rubin has a good career in front of him as well. Uh, and Zach Steffen played great in goal. So Absolutely. You're yeah, he had a for, very, very good tournament. If you're looking for somebody like, oh, maybe we don't have any more goalkeepers. The well is running dry. I think you're going to see. I mean, it might not even be that Zach Steffen, but he kind of indicates again that there's plenty, that there's some talent at that level um, uh, at the goalkeeper position. So, I mean, to put a bow on the U20 per- performance, solid, good win over Columbia. You know, ultimately, as you said, you gotta you gotta make your penalties, and um, you know these guys go back to their teams, and hopefully they develop into one thing. One thing to take away from this: they played a more reflective system of what Jurgen Klinsmann has been talking about for five to six years at this point than I think any other youth team to this point. I think they really tried to play the positive, attractive type of uh, soccer that um, that Jurgen Klinsmann has been talking about. And I hope that's one of the – it's a good week for Jurgen Klinsmann as well, what we're talking about. Great results of the U.S. national team. And for the first time, I'm seeing some cohesion between what he said yeah. about the U.S. program and what's actually being played on the field. Yep. And part of that's probably going to go to Tab Ramos. But you have to give Jurgen Klinsmann some some element of this too as a technical director of a technical director of U.S. Soccer. Yeah, and look again, you know, you're, you're talking maybe three or four players out of this team that will be senior level contributors. Uh, um, you know, if you're lucky, but there's already players in this team who are going to be solid pros. I mean, they may not be stars, but Kellen Acosta, Jordan Allen, Paul Ariola, I think they're all on a good track, right? They're all on a good track to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, good. We know about Cameron Carter Vickers. You just talked about him. Uh, Marky Delgado. Oh, Matt Miazga, by the way. I Matt think another guy had a fantastic tournament. Yeah, uh, Emerson Hyman, we talked about him. Um, IV, Bradford Jamison the fourth, who got injured, but, but showed well when he was playing. Um, you, see, you mentioned Miazga. Eric Palmer Brown, especially if he goes to Juve, will get, is one to watch. Uh, DeSevio Payne's a player that kind of came out of nowhere. The yeah. lot of people talking about uh, plays in Holland for Groningen. Uh, let's see. Rubio Rubin, you mentioned him. Sonora. Uh, who plays at Boca Juniors. I mean, at least worth watching. We don't know anything. If, if We don't know if he's going to be a There's star a, just, yet. If you guys haven't seen it, just Google. Someone's got a gif of this thing up there. Go watch Sonora's move from Extra Time last night. Yeah. It was one of the sickest moves I've seen an American player put on. And uh, and two players that were high on um, creatively, potentially, Zalalem, who you mentioned already, and Tommy Thompson. Well, maybe Tommy Thompson comes Is that how good. we're saying it, by the way? Like, yes. Slalom? Yes, it's Zalalem. I've been corrected. It's Zalalem. Were you corrected by his family? Who knows? Um, I think I was corrected by, I think Arsene Wenger gave me a call. No, I don't know. I, I can't remember where I heard it. But somebody... By the way, we do have a listener on this program that went to school with him and called in one time to give us some skinny on him. So maybe that guy can confirm for us. Okay, sure. Because that's what we need that guy for. It's a concern. I want him to call in and talk about the player. I trust him more than some random dude. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that uh, wraps up all of that best week ever U.S. soccer stuff. Again, the, the, the women drawing with Sweden kind of takes a sting out of it. The U-20s falling out of the tournament. And take some sting out of it, but it was still a still a fun week. Whether it was the best week ever, I don't like getting to that superlative bullshit. Sorry, twice in a show. Jeez, what the hell's boy, going on? What is going on with you? Are, do you have you like that. a fridge full of beer you've been hitting in do that you, room? <laughs> no, I've had nothing to drink today. Believe it or not, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, maybe that is the problem. Um, all right, so let's uh, last couple of minutes. You want to talk MLS finally? Is there anything to talk about? <laughs> Not that much, really. I mean, I, listen, I honestly, I haven't been too interested in MLS because there's been better things for okay, me to watch. I've this? enjoyed the U.S. national team. We, we, we don't have a whole lot of analysis here, but I do. I will, I will hand out oh, one for Mr. Diego Fagundes, who put mm. in a sick ha- a side volley for doing a revolution, and another one. By the way, he's been playing a lot better lately. He has. Another one for Mr. Obafemi Martins, who I don't know how he scored... On that angle with the, with, you know, whatever. It's not the first time he's done it. No, and, and in MLS, it's no, not the first time he's done it. It, it was, it was a, it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic little move and shot to score for Seattle in a three nothing win over Dallas. By the way, Dallas death spiral right now. I'm, I'm, you know, we talked about the East and those teams that have gone through winless streaks. The the Revs who get back on the right side and uh, Columbus who's still kind of suffering through it. Meanwhile, FC Dallas who looked really good to start the season 
is in a complete death spiral. They've lost. They're just Dallas being Dallas. Three out of their last five. They haven't won in five. Now, again, they couldn't get it back. They can't get it back. Nobody's done with New England yet. Yeah, but they because went, they have a tracker, this, no one's also going to give them credit for being able to come out of it. That's true. That, the, the, that's the, true. Their, their, their recovery is not presupposed. Yeah, you're right. It cannot be taken as a given that they will recover. I kind of trust Pereja to pull them out of it. Where New England know. has been struggling, I trust them to turn them turn it around. Okay, yeah, I suppose that that's true. And, and the East a little bit uh, a little bit of an easier go than the West. By, true. By, uh, you know, true. certainly uh, the the FC Dallas without hedges tonight for an injury concern. By the way, uh, Kyle Becker is starting. I'm just looking at their lineup here because. I know Perez, Castillo, and Diaz were all on the field, and they got waxed. Uh, so no excuse? So I don't know. I mean, the only excuse is you came up against Seattle, and they're better. They are. Seattle better. is the best team in MLS right now. They absolutely no, are. No, no, and it's a, it's a good measuring stick difference to the next team. Yep. Um, anything else? Do you want to hit on anything else before we get out of here? That's about it. But, I mean, Kaka's got seven goals in the season. Aren't, like, six of them, like, peak penalties <laughs> at this point? I don't remember. You should but. go look. Oh, you, do you want to inaugurate the, the, the new drop, or should I wait? Oh, no, let, let, let's yeah. do it because, listen, we talked about it last week. There's a player that's probably the runaway MVP candidate at this point, and we did identify what we feel is the best drop possible for this player. He did not play this weekend, so no. we don't have a legit reason to do it other than the fact that we want to. Right, exactly. So here you go. Without further ado. Little Sebastian. What? Yes. No. Oh, my God. Hey. Little Sebastian <laughs> debuting on the Best Soccer Show. So, yeah. So Bye-bye, little Sebastian. So, if, he, if, he, if he signs someplace else and leaves, that's our new drop for Sebastian. Uh, the, by, bye, uh, bye. Yeah, yeah. If he decides to go back to, to Italy or whatever, you know, uh, it's not, before we get out of here, first of all, uh, congratulations to Sebastian Javinko for his uh, his drop on the best soccer show. It's truly an honor, sir. Hope you uh, wear it well. Number two, I love the fact that Michael Bradley played so well against Holland and Germany over the last week and a half or whatever that was that there were people legitimately out there saying, I wouldn't mind him back in my Premier League team. I wouldn't. I want to see him back in this, you know, European location. Wait, Americans saying that he can or? really help? No, 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 no. I'm seeing people. I'm seeing like well-known so- soccer people, football people, people who say it. Football. Those type of people saying Michael Bradley could really do a job in the midfield of Team X or Team Y or Team yeah, Z. I, 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 the fact that they are coming to that revelation right now either means they weren't <laughs> watching originally, or they just gave him. They give him no cred because he's American. Well, this is the same guy we've been watching for years. It is possible that the, that they knew it before. It's just being reinforced, and they're using this as an opportunity to say it again. That's all. So what? Okay, we're gonna. This is a topic now. Okay, I know we're trying oh, to get here, but this is a topic now. Okay, first of all, what kind of money would it take for Toronto to let this guy go? And what is the the reaction towards Toronto if they let Michael Bradley go? Uh, it's a bad reaction if they let him go because he just yeah. Even he, if it makes money for the league, well, the, they don't the, the the okay. We're talking about Toronto fans or MLS fans. I I mean I, I was thinking MLS fans in general. Okay, MLS fans in general would probably think that it's kind of cool. Actually, Toronto fans would be bitter. But it's I mean let's say you he someone comes in and you're making money on him you could go get another guy. I, this is true, but Toronto. And listen, ha- they found a Giovinco for God's sakes. They did. They found Giovinco. Yes, they did. You're so, right. I mean they have the ability to identify and get their guy if right. they can identify him correctly. Right. Okay. So Michael Bradley will turn thirty. I'm oh, sorry, twenty eight years old on July thirty first. Oh, he's got so much time still. Twenty eight years old on July thirty first. I'm trying to I'm trying to consider and again, this isn't what he's worth in the general market. So if you're a European football fan, don't give me crap about this. Uh, this is what I think it would take to for, to have Toronto sign off on it and for MLS to say yes. I That's think, the bigger part, by the way. I think it takes I think it takes ten million dollars. Signing just like transfer fee. Yeah, I think it takes ten same, million dollars. That's the same amount of money Josie got back in the day. And Josie was, I think it's bigger than that. Josie was nineteen years old. I think it's going to take more money than that. Now, remember... First of all, you got to convert it to Canadian, but... <laughs> it's, not, it's not far off right now, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> Actually, I got, I, got some, I, I got some good deals in Canada while I was up there on all right. that. All right. So, I, I say 10 because that's the league record. Because he's 27, not 23. That's why I'm saying 10. What would you say? We'll finish out with this. I'm going to say around 15. I okay. think it's going to take a really ridiculous amount of money because MLS is involved. If okay. it's TFC only... I think it would take less. Now, this is a different question than the one, would Michael Bradley want to go? Because I don't think he wants to go. I don't think he wants to go. 
Do you really think that he finished his European career the way he wanted to? No, but I don't think he wants to go. I think he's good. I think he's a happy guy. He's got a crap ton of money, and his family's here in a place that he's pretty happy at. I mean, he got to take his pick pretty much of US of, of MLS teams. Well, not really, because not everyone could afford him. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a matter of if he has unfinished business. Here's a more likely thing. Maybe he goes to a big team loan in the winter. He could always try that. Certainly could try that. Yep. That could be a thing. A la, a la Donovan. All right. That's going to do it for this be- this edition of the Best Soccer Show. I'm going to go back and edit now uh, and get out of here real quick. i got a lot of writing to do. So I'm, I'm very tired, Jared. I mean, that's mostly what this is. Oh, um, so kind of like Abby with the turf. Uh, what? All the writing is the reason why you end up cussing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. If it wasn't for that writing, I wouldn't have botched uh, that, uh, those uh, words Just earlier. goes to show uh, ESPN. I mean, you're, you're, t- you're taking your toll on Jason Davis. Anything else? Anything else? That's I'm it. missing something. iTunes, ratings, and reviews. Go to, best, uh, go to uh, um, backhill.com slash store. We need to design some new t-shirts, Jared. I think we're getting a little stale. We've got to freshen that joint up. i got a, a couple bit. ideas. All right, let's yeah, do that. Ideas. Right. We will talk to you guys next week. Later. Sure you're ready Oops, that's the wrong one. Let's try this one.